am the one who knocks. Pop, pop. Oh, no. <laughs> Why don't you do something with your life? You contribute nothing to society. Good morning, Vietnam! Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? You know my code. Hose before bros. You can't handle the truth. Buzz your girlfriend. Woof. Nobody calls me mad dog. Especially not some dooted up egg sucking gutter trash. Alrighty, welcome to my first time where we debate, dispute, and discuss a much loved classic of film or TV or music that one of us has never seen before. Will we see what the fuss is or just be left wondering, what the hell was that? My name is Dan and I'm joined each and every week by Eden. Hello. And Aiden. Catchphrase. And this week we are getting, uh, well, we are, we are going to sonic places that this podcast has never gone before with the likes of Kanye West, everybody's favourite crazy d- divorcee. Uh, why are you making us listen to this, Aiden? Well, I'm not making you do anything. Uh, I just think it's a kind good of felt like you were. No, it, do, it did feel like I was forced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Spoiler alert. I'm, I'm sensing a vibe from the two of you that this might be an uphill battle um, because it's a musical masterpiece. I've I've read people refer to it as such. That was so interesting the, to me. The specific album of Kanye's that we're talking about is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Obviously, he's got like a dozen albums, but this is the one we've chosen because arguably it's one of the most critically acclaimed of his albums and, and held on high regard. Can I jump in there? I I didn't write a promo for this because Kanye... The album, there was just too much. I didn't know where to begin, but I will give people a bit of background. The AV Club uh, called this their number one favorite album of the 2010s. Billboard called this the 100, the number one out of the 100 best albums of the 2010s. The Guardian called this the third best album of the 21st century. Oof. High praise, am I right? Like I said, highly regarded. Like this. You, it might not be a favorite Kanye album for fans of his. It might not. It probably wasn't the first one they heard, but it was definitely the one that's uh, critics have uh, just shone on. Like it's it just uh, everyone loves it. Bit of controversy I discovered while just doing a bit of background reading was that it was nominated for best rap album, but not for best overall album. And people saw that as a massive Grammys diss. Was this album like post the Taylor Swift thing? Was that like Grammys revenge? Are we aware of Aiden? I'm not sure of the timeline. I want to say, yeah, this was after the Taylor Swift or I'd have to check the record books. I know that the... Grammys have previously been really good to Kanye. Like his his first two albums both won, uh, and he's won more Grammys than almost any other hip hop act going around. So like he's he's definitely been recognised in that area for sure. Mm. Oh, I've got the answer here. It wasn't at the Grammys that he interrupted Taylor Swift. That's just what I thought. It was in the two thousand and nine MTV Awards. Yeah, and. That's this right. album came out in 2010, so it could just be a little bit of 
uh, awards show shenanigans. I, look, I'm going to, you know, throw it out there. I am a huge Kanye fan. I think he's the best. Uh, and I kind of am still not, I don't, again, don't condone his behavior. He did the wrong thing. But what he was trying to say was right. Can you name the Taylor Swift song that that uh, apparently should have been video of the year? The one that won it? Um, no. I don't think I could name shake. a Taylor Swift song. Okay. Shake, shake it. Shake off. Shake, no, shake your booty. It wasn't, what was it wasn't that one. It was before that. But the point is, the one that Kanye no. said should have won it was Beyonce's Single Ladies. Which it's pretty iconic. Very yeah, iconic. I know, I know now, he song, went yeah. about it the wrong way, but I think the point he was trying to put across was actually right. Mm, it was kind of like the original Will Smith sort of punching the ro- uh, Chris Rock sort of moment, wasn't it? I almost said The Rock. I'd like to see Will Smith try to punch <laughs> The Rock. Just get a smack <laughs> That'd be good. That would be a great <laughs> moment for us all to enjoy. <laughs> Um, look, can I just quiz you, Aiden? Why do you like Kanye so much? How did you get into Kanye? Because you are a real sort of pop punk kid. I've never been to anybody's house and seen so many punk pop records displayed. I caught up with you on the long weekend and you were wearing a hoodie that said emo is still alive or something. Emo's Um, not dead. Yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) It has to be dead and not alive because I'm a sad little emo boy. All right, but like, seriously, why Kanye? It seems to be the real outlier in your musical tastes. It is, yeah. Um, And I guess that speaks to how good he actually is. Like, he's a... He's a producer first, then a rapper. So he makes those beats that are behind all of his songs, which is actually rare in the in the hip hop world. He started producing beats for Jay Z, and then record labels didn't even want him to put out his own music because he was so um, uh, being used by so many other hip hop people. They were like, "Nah, just stay doing this. We love you doing this. We don't want you just keeping all your own beats for yourself." Like, I guess. I love, yeah, I, I love music. I love music in general. And if someone's at the top of their game, I can recognize that. And just, I don't know, there's something about Kanye that I just, I can't get over. The beats are so good. The lyrics are so catchy. He is, yeah, he's turned this emo white boy into um, somebody that can enjoy hip hop. Like that's for him. He's turned this I emo white his. boy into an emo white boy that yeah, enjoys a handful of hip hop records. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the comment that he makes his own beats is almost like a reason to enjoy his work more. Is that true of, uh, of a rock band that make their own guitars? Am I supposed to uh, elevate their work? Because you know they make their own instruments, or well, I guess know. it's I guess it's almost like a like a, a cover band versus a um, performing originals. Maybe I don't know. Like okay, yeah. It, like, but then don't like a lot he, of don't like most bands make their own music. Like they sort of develop their own songs. What's like why why is Kanye sort of lauded yeah. for doing the exact same thing? But I guess with like producing maybe individually a lot of different aspects go into each track. Like, yeah, he's, he's not a band. I, I, I don't want to paint him as a God as he paints himself, but he is visionary. Like if you can look at his career, like 
there's certain albums where he just went, all right, well, we're just going to remove one instrument from each song and see what it sounds like and let the listener fill in the gaps. Or there's another album where he, you know, put auto-tune on every single song and it's like, yeah, let's see what people think of this. You know, like he tries different things. He tries things out to see what's going to work. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But like he's the most creative person in the hip-hop scene by far. Hmm. I just want to address the elephant in the room before we go any further. Is there a non-problematic way for three white guys from Adelaide, Australia (laughs) to talk about uh, a black American hip-hop artist and his work, which is considered legendary in the eyes of many? Is there any way for us not to make uh, incredible faux pas today? Eden, what do you think? I don't think there is. I think that we are... uh... (laughs) We are doomed. We are utterly doomed. <laughs> All right. Well, we're here to, we're going to press on regardless. That's what uh, <laughs> it's what we guarantee the people. Faux pas, uh, terrible moments of uh, insensitivity. Uh, so, what was the name of the album that you made Eden and I listen to? My beautiful dark <laughs> twisted fantasy, released at the uh, like you said, beginnings of the 2010s, uh, and. Yeah, I'm, I can tell from the two of you already. Not a fan, boys. Hey, 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 hey. Reserve your judgment of my judgment, please. Uh, <laughs> actually, before we get to the album, uh, Eden, I've got a little Kanye true-false quiz for you. Oh, no, no, I can't answer it. I'm, I'm doing, yeah. I can't do yeah. this. No, you can do this. And I'm going to get a true-false from you, and then we're going to throw to Aiden and... Uh, See if he knows, even if you don't. So, are you ready for this? Yep, alright. Alright. Statement one. Kanye's dad was a member of the Black Panthers. True. True. One point. One point. Nice. Well done. Statement two. Kanye was schooled for a period in Russia as a child and learned the language. False. Aiden? False. It was false. Aiden, for an Aiden point, which is worth three Eden points, can you tell me what country he was schooled in for a period? Um, I want to say France. You get no Aiden points. It was uh, China. He claims to have learned Chinese. Well, uh, his, his mother was a university professor in China. It probably helps him with the, uh, the sweatshops he runs in the fashion industry these days. <laughs> You can get on the work floor, have a little pep talk to the sweatshop workers. Statement number three. Before the success of his first studio album, Kanye considered launching a career as a porn star. True. Aiden? False. True. Oh! I'd like to... to, Who's the bigger Kanye fan? I'd like to see a fact check there. Where are we getting this? I got got this from... uh, Kanye's own words. Renowned Music Press Magazine, NME. Okay. Okay. All right, number four. Kanye titled his debut studio album, College Dropout, despite having graduated college with GPA honours. True. Aiden? Uh, False. It is false. He was a college dropout. Yeah, his mum's yeah, a teacher I'd... and things, and she was disappointed with him. Correct. Right. Well yeah, done, Aiden. I thought, I thought that was going to be one of those things where, you know, like he's 
remarkably well-educated. <laughs> Statement five. After the success of the college dropout, Kanye rewarded himself with an in-home zoo enclosure containing five snow leopards. <laughs> uh... <laughs> no, false, dumb, what? No. <laughs> Aiden? I, I, I'm going to go true. It sounds right. It's false, but based on truth, he <laughs> rewarded himself with an 18th century aquarium containing 30 koi fish. Yeah, that's, that'd be right. <laughs> and the fact that, like, both of us were like, oh, maybe, yeah. it means that we, we thought that it rang true. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has the ring of truth, I think. Uh, number six, Kanye, denote, uh, Kanye donated... $2 million between the family of George Floyd and other victims of police brutality, Ahmed Arbery and Breonna Taylor. I'm going to go true. Yeah, Aiden? true. True, $2 million. Yeah. And nice. uh, he's awesome. uh, putting some of their kids through college as well. Great. Number seven, Donald Trump once called Kanye the most powerful man in all of politics. Uh, I feel like that could be true. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going to say true. It He definitely praised Kanye. I don't know the exact things that he said, but, you know. Yeah. And, he did and indeed call clear. him the most powerful man in all of politics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just, to, we're, yeah, we're saying true that Trump said that, not that we agree that he is the most powerful man in all of politics. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. Kanye was widely rebuked by human rights groups for performing in Kazakhstan at the wedding of the president's grandson. Oh, Kazakhstan. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say true. Aiden, false. Kazakhstan's a fake country made up by Borat. Uh. <laughs> Unfortunately, Kazakhstan is a real country. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And, uh, I'm gonna have to take away a couple of Aiden points for that, putting you on minus two. And it Thank was a goodness. true fact. He did indeed perform wow. at the president's grandson's wedding. Nice. <laughs> Number nine, Kanye and Kim were married by famous TV healing evangelist Benny Hinn. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? I feel like we've had a lot of truths. I'm going to go false. Aiden. I think it might be true. This one was False. He was married by awesome. Rich Wilkerson Jr., which uh, for people growing up like me in mainstream church in the 1980s, you would know him as the uh, grandson of the guy who wrote Cross and the Switchblade. little fun fact for all you uh, old-timey church girls out there. Yeah, I knew it was uh, a famous evangelist. I, obviously, yeah, wrong one, but yeah. Number 10, Kanye West legally changed his name to just Yay, Ye. Yee? I don't even know how to say that. Yee? Well, it's, it's yay because it's Kanye. It's an abbreviation. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. But anyway, yay in 2021. Uh, uh, I'm going to go false because I don't want to believe that it's true. Aiden? I'm, I'm going to go true. And can I give you a little bit more information? Um, sure. So... Uh, back literally before his first album was released, uh, this is like 2002, uh, there was a reviewer that came to one of his shows. And you can see this in the documentary that's on Netflix at the moment about him. 
but they uh, they try to do this write up about him and they just refer to him, him as Kanye and he's like what the hell like my name is Kanye West why wouldn't you refer to me as my full name Kanye West he gets really annoyed and he's like you may as well just write yay like what why why even bother with half like you've just abbreviated my name why don't you just abbreviate the whole way you idiots and then that sort of comes full circle because he's like no, it's actually stronger to be known by only a couple of letters and people still know. Like Madonna went down to one name, Kylie, all these sort of people. I'm going to take it even further. I'm going to go down to just two letters. Yay. What about that's the artist it. formerly known as Prince? He's just it, one well, symbol. Well, that's the thing. Everyone knows him. Like that's, it was, anyway, it's formally known. No one referred to him by that him. symbol though. <laughs> yeah, and no yeah. one's referring to him by his legally correct name of Yay. Uh, here's the quote from Kanye about his name change he said I believe Ye although I think you'd pronounce it Ye in this context is the most commonly used word in the Bible in the Bible it means you so I'm you I'm us it's us it went from being Kanye which means the only one to just Ye hmm how Prophetic. <laughs> Sorry, did you say pathetic or prophetic? No, I said prophetic. <laughs> ah, okay, just uh, clarifying that. How are we going to attack this album? Are we going to have a little bit of a track by track? Uh, I, I have. I wrote. I wrote notes track by track. It's a lot of tracks. I don't know whether um, we need to go through all of it, but do we go? I, I, I also and have some. There, there are a few tracks that I have very few notes on. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's not go track by track then necessarily. Let's just go for overall feeling. Eden, when did you listen to this? What were you doing at the time, and uh, how did it make you feel? Well, okay, so knowing that we needed to listen to the album, I, I'm a sit down, listen to the whole album kind of guy. So I listened to it in one big slog as I was driving back to Adelaide from Melbourne. <laughs> Um, I didn't have a break in between, so like literally put it on just as we were exiting sort of the main hustle and bustle Melbourne suburb area. So we're on not open road, but pretty fast highways. Um, and I listened to it with my wife in the car. So we were both listening and I would sort of ask my wife to take some notes down as I was driving at the time. Uh, so yeah, I listened to it in a, a, a whole a whole slog, and I gotta say that towards the end I was pretty over it. <laughs> I thought that it was. Uh, uh, I felt like that my my notes became more aggressive and uh, more frustrated as I went through the album. Hmm. What 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 was the genesis of that frustration? What what do you think? If there was a common thread from song to song of frustration for you. <laughs> I think one of the common threads that sort of made me a little annoyed was how, like, uh, sort of uh, sexually, maybe, like, uh, aggressive or kind of misogynistic it was. Initially, I didn't flag it that much, and it seemed like there was maybe a little bit more variety in the earlier tracks. But then as I was going through, maybe I just started hearing it too much. And I was like, man, there's a lot of uh, fucking bitches in this. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, 
you just turned into Beavis and Butthead for a second, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was sort of my takeaway. My idea was to listen to this while doing my nightly walks around the neighbourhood. Uh, and I thought I'd just get it done, like one or two walks. It was like seven walks because I just couldn't listen to more than one or two songs at a time. I just found it too difficult. And same, look, I've got some notes early on. I've, I've Mostly my notes are track by track notes, but we, we'll spare people our thoughts on the 13 tracks of the album. Uh, but I've got notes like... I'm too old to experiment with hip hop. It's gone. There's no points to this. He's right. He's rhyming the word light with light a lot. Uh, All of the lots lights, of, in fact. There's lots of people on this one. Is more people more good? He's rhyming. He's rhyming uh, Egyptology with oral sex abuse. It's a new low for this album. I hate this. Pressing skip at three minutes thirty. Uh, lots of f bombs. But the music could be in the background of a Dido song. Quite boring. Um, <laughs> well, well, I can't, I can't listen to a song about a couple calling each other bitch and mother effer. Well, funny you say the Dido song because obviously Bon Iver is all throughout this album and and I would compare those two as a little bit similar. Obviously, uh, Bon Iver's got a lot more cred and, and coolness to him, but it is that sort of like... Uh, laid-back sort of uh, acoustic-type stuff that he's known for. Um, is that what you're referring to? I can't even remember. I'd have to go back and listen to it. It was track... Uh, what track was it? Track 7. It's the one with lots of guests. No, it was a big one. Like, I yeah. don't know. Jay-Z's on there. Is, that, yep. is that So Appalled? Is that what so the one appalled. called So Appalled? So Appalled. That's the one. One hand in the air, if you don't really care Two hands in the air, if you don't really care It's like that sometimes, I mean ridiculous It's like that sometimes, it's shit ridiculous One hand in the air, if you don't really care Middle finger um, in the air, I liked Rick Ross, really uh, of all the rappers like that, that guessed on the album I thought, no, Rick Ross has got a sound that I like If I'm going to be real positive for a minute It's got that sort of deep, you know, very, very manly you know i don't want to use any other descriptors in case i put my foot wrong but he's got a deep manly rap voice and i liked it <laughs> i like the cut of his jib <laughs> yeah um, i think like one of the things that kind of got me a bit uh and maybe it was because i was driving at the time but i found it really hard and i like, again like i'm not i'm not a person who listens to rap really at all um and i found that like sometimes it was so quick and so mumbled that i couldn't really pick up on what they were talking about and i needed to i almost needed to go back or like sit down and follow through on the lyrics just to kind of be like pick up everything that was in it mm, i don't suggest that no. <laughs> okay <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah well, what how do you how do you reconcile some of the uh, sexual misogyny that does seem to inform the album? Look, look, and I read some of the reviews, and people like to I think people like to justify some lyrics like "Oh, it's darkly comic," or "It's uh, yeah. it's a take on fame." But 
on the surface level, it's pretty damn misogynistic and awful and violent and aggressive towards women. How do you uh, reconcile that? I assume you... Do you come back and listen to this album every so often, Aiden? Like, where does it sit in your sort of rotational albums? Yeah, I do love this album. Um, it's probably my favourite Kanye album as a whole. It was kind of the first one that I really got into as an album. And prior to this album, I'd sort of like liked the singles from Kanye and never really delved much past that. And this was the one that made me go back and really dive into Kanye in a big way. So, yeah, I do return to this album quite regularly i do love it i there's songs on here that like just blow my mind like power uh runaway like these are big songs um that yeah i still listen to hang on what let's I, stop on those songs power yeah. and runaway yeah, you runaway can you give me your notes on power oh sure yeah <laughs> power that's the so third got... track on the album yeah um, I love the uh, vocal line and the clappy thing at the beginning. I thought that sounded yeah. amazing. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it, do it better than anybody yeah. um, ever seen. In fact, this is one that I said I certainly don't hate this song. Um, but it did sound maybe a bit too processed for me. Like, I thought that there was some really great actual, like, organic sounds in there that then maybe got lost in some of the processing. That's for, that's me for power. Hmm. Do you have any other thoughts to add about power, Aiden? Um, yeah, I, it's like, it's one that's still on, like, a, a workout playlist and a running playlist that I have because it just it just pumps you up. Like, it is such high energy. It's it's like I'm going to beat the opposing team in, in the sports ball that I enjoy or whatever. <laughs> but it, it's, it's an anthem. Like, it's, it's a pump-up tune. Um, yeah, it's yeah, I love it. Definitely one of the better tracks for me. I didn't intend it to be so dismissive, but I must have just been over it at the time. The only thing I wrote was, I've heard this in an ad. <laughs> so, I think that might be true. Yeah, it could be. I, like, I, I, I don't know. What about Runaway? It is the sort Did of I... song that you're going to hear in soundtracks to Kingdom Come, though, I would have thought. Like, it, it is a good moment song, isn't it? Like, you know, when you're running and you want that inspiration and that feeling, I think it, I yeah. think it gives that. Uh, what was the other uh, track you just mentioned, Aiden? Yeah, Runaway was the other, like, highlight for me. Like, it's... Track nine, Eden. Yeah, yeah. So, so it starts with the like iconic piano, like just one key, which is very emo. Like that's maybe where like some overlap a little bit. Like it, it reminds me of almost like the beginning of My Chemical Romance's Black Parade. Like it's just got this one key piano that just slowly draws you in and builds so much. wrote down like i like the piano i actually like the piano on a few of the tracks uh, but runaway was one that i wrote it down for as well uh does he mention ichabod crane from sleepy hollow in runaway yeah yep. <laughs> yeah i yep. i think i just picked up ichabod crane 
I heard nothing else. Uh, but no, actually, uh, I did have down that I liked the clean sound of the track. I thought it was a very clean, polished sound. Yeah, well, they're, they're the two ones that went huge, aren't they? Like, they went very well, mainstream. All of the Lights was the big, like, FM radio hit, uh, which obviously has Rihanna on it, and, and it's she's not credited, I don't think, on the track, but she's, she's on there. Um, and that was the one that, like, commercial radio latched onto, for sure. Right. All right, on that uh, note that you bring up about the incredibly sexual, aggressive nature to the album, can I throw out there, and this is not a justification, more more of an explain, I guess, that most hip-hop albums are like that? That's not oh, to say that's that... okay then. Well, no, no, no. If, no, if most serial that... killers kill people, then that's all right. Oh. <laughs> Join a few dots there. <laughs> I'm just saying that um, I don't think it stood out to anyone at the time and I don't think it even stood out to him or any other hip-hop fans because of the fact that that was the social norm. Uh, Is it right? No, absolutely not. But um, you open any hip-hop album pre the last four years, I'd say, you know, since we all got a bit more woke, um, they were all like that, every single one of them. Do you think that's changed in recent years yeah. uh, with hip hop albums? Like, it, has it actually kind of improved? Yeah, I, I think it has. Look, I don't listen to heaps of hip hop. It is the outlier, as Dan said, but I do think it has improved. I think that's that's come in leaps and bounds, literally in the last sort of roughly four years. Uh, yeah, like there's some tracks that just lyrically <laughs> just so off putting straight away, like. Yeah. I was excited well, when I started listening to Hell of a Life because it's got like, um, it riffs on Black Sabbath's Iron Man, which is like. <laughs> one of my favorite tracks of all time. And I was like, oh, he's doing the like, do you know, he's got the riff in there, but you know, he's sort of rapping it. But then the lyrics, like, oh, I think I just fell in love with a porn star. Turn the camera on, she a born star. I was like, I can't listen to this and enjoy it. It's just impossible. And my note on that was they're they're not singing about a woman. They're singing about a disembodied piece of genitalia. Well, look at you. Yeah. Feminist listeners are going to (laughs) be loving you right now. Any uh, any other sort of lowlights for you, Eden? Any track notes there that uh, you really uh, want to hit? Well, like, uh, for the song Monster, I wrote down sex with a pharaoh and something about a pussy. Uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, I think the, the, the note that comes up most consistently for me over the whole album, apart from the misogyny, is that I find it so hard to actually hear and understand what is going on. I actually do like... All right, old man. Oh, wow, well, fine. I just don't understand this crazy young person music. You come music. in here with your fangdangled tunes. I can't understand what these kids say. <laughs> these crazy kids with their TikToking and a bopping. Yeah, well, I, I think... I, well, hey, I think it sounds good. I just don't understand what they're talking about. <laughs> it's got a catchy beat, but I can't work out what he's saying. <laughs> 
that's 100% it for me. Okay. I, like, there are a number of tracks that I was like, this sounds good. I love the piano stuff. I love some of the, like, yeah, like, clean sound of a few of them. I, the, the, the clapping uh, that I talked about in Power at the beginning of the vocal line. I was like, this all sounds great. But I'm not sure, because I think Aiden, you were saying that this was like a, essentially like a concept album where the tracks tell a bit of a, not necessarily a story, but like they have a, a link to one another. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Well, there's definitely, a, a, yeah, a, it sort of flows through. It's an album as opposed to just singles and, and, and tracks all shoved together. Like yeah. you, you definitely get that feel from all of the interludes and I, yeah, and um, some of the interludes yeah. I thought were great. But like I, I couldn't find like a an actual through line for me. Like I, it didn't it didn't link. I heard individual tracks. Uh, and maybe that's what I was sort of saying maybe if I understood what they were singing about, I would kind of be like, oh yeah, I can see I think well, I mean Maybe the through line is misogyny. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is that the theme? Eden, um, what what other? You're not a big hip hop guy, but is there no. any hip hop that has, you know, come across your desk uh, over the last few years and things like anything that you've actually latched onto? I, that's the thing. I don't think so. I, I, I not not off the top yeah. of my head. Yeah. Um, I do like concept albums, but We're, Eden and I are objectively some of the worst people to try to talk about a Kanye <laughs> album, I'm sure. You're the same, aren't you, Dan? There's, there's no... There's, uh, you've never really jumped on the hip-hop bandwagon. Look, I can listen to... I can listen to hip-hop interspersed through other things, but particularly sort of older stuff, like early 90s. I don't mind a bit of, like, real 80s. Um, actually, the best track on this album to me is the last one it was where it's um, kind of chanting and yeah, yeah, and it takes. Uh, I didn't realize it listening to it. I'm not that cool, but it takes a Gil Scott Heron spoken word sort of poetry performance uh, as you know as the central piece that you know edits edits that in, and I thought that was excellent. And that's the sort of hip hop I like. All I want is a good home and a wife and a children and some food to feed them every night. After all is said and done, build a new route to China if they'll have you. Who will survive in America? 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 And this, I can't embrace this hip-hop because it's just about chicks and banging them and calling them bitches and stuff. And that's just not for me. But I really like the last track. But it seems so out of place on the album. Like... It's like, all right, yeah, here's here's my album about, you know, Ryman sarcophagus with esophagus <laughs> because of the way I'm, you know, abusing your throat and whatever. Uh, and then oh, I'm just going to end the album with this incredibly poignant clip about, you know, the black experience in America. It just sort of seemed out of place, although I yeah. did like it. Any other closing thoughts from you, um, Aiden? I guess the only other thing that I think we probably should touch on is the, the artwork. Uh which, uh, I don't know, do you guys remember the controversy around the artwork and things? I do remember it being a talking point uh, because, I don't know, because it was pixel porn? I don't know. What was people's yes. problem with well, it at the time? It, it essentially was a marketing campaign that Kanye came up with. The album features a red um, 
border with a small painting in the middle and there's different versions of the album some feature like a woman in a black tutu holding a wine wine glass another one features a um animated sort of couple in the throes of passion um there's a few and and then that's the particular one that you're talking about that was pixelated and it was all said like oh it was it was the picture was too aggressive the picture was too um, controversial and too pornographic and, and different things like that. It had to be pixelated and stuff. And it was just an idea Kanye had to um, make people talk and he pixelated it. He got people talking. It was all marketing. Um, which Is that Kanye though? If, is history going to just look back at Kanye as being all marketing? Like yeah. all the... We haven't even touched on Kanye as a person. No, well, we all can't. the weird stuff about yeah. Trump, about running for president, about performing with Marilyn Manson just after he's come out as a serial sex offender. Like, what is Kanye's thing? Is he just a mentally ill genius artist? He, he is bipolar. Like, like that's um, been diagnosed. That's official. Um, so. Yeah, I don't say mentally ill as a throwaway yeah, yeah. put down. I mean, like, he does genuinely seem to struggle with depression and, uh, I don't know, like, that whole Kim Pete Davidson thing this year was insane. I don't know. Where do you, where do you think he lands? Is, is, is it all genuine? Is it all just him living out his authentic self? Or is there a touch of... Uh, is there a little bit of a touch of the performance artist about it all? I think he is smarter than people give him credit for. But I also think that is married with an ego that's like out of control. And that's also married to the unstableness of mental illness and things. Like I think those three make a cocktail uh, of chaos, you know, like it's, it's, it's the, those three pillars cause him to be the best and the world's weirdest and, and, and strangest and, and, yeah, like like I said, chaos all mixed into one. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, maybe we'll leave it there and get to the scores. After these messages, we'll be right back. If you're looking to buy yourself the right car, come to Trophy and Mesquite. We're not too far. We got Nissan cars and trucks, so don't be shy. You can buy them from a lady. You can buy them from a guy. At Trophy, Trophy, Trophy Nissan. Trophy Nissan's a place to buy. You can get them real cheap. We're never too high. The best parts, service, financing too. We got everything to take care of you. At Trophy, Trophy, Trophy Nissan. All right, time to score. Now, as a music option, uh, we can't do iPhone test, but we'll call this one the skip button. How skip button-y is this album for you, Aiden? Uh, as I said, I love this album. I love most tracks on it. There's a couple of skips. I'm not going to deny that. I'd give it a four. I'm going to give it a two. I think that's... there's. I would skip a lot, but there's some that I would stick around for. Skips for me. Oh, I mean, I've got to be honest. I you couldn't even make it through the as album, the album wore on. <laughs> I did listen to every track of the album for at least half of the song <laughs> length. I, 
I probably couldn't give it more than a one, to be honest. There was so much skipping yep. for me. Cultural significance, Aiden? Five. Like I said, it, like you read out the reviews at the beginning of this episode, like almost every one of the heavyweight music magazines and websites and stuff gave it best album of the decade. Uh, and that's mm. just in America. I think, like Triple J here in Australia, like everyone. It's it's It's... Five. It's got to be five. It's got to be uh, five, Eden. Look, I, I feel terrible just being the person that says, like, I, I'd never heard of it. I had heard of Kanye, and I've heard that he is remarkably popular, and uh, people love him. kids. Yeah, yeah, the kids love him. <laughs> um, I didn't recognize any of the tracks, but that said, like... I think that there is still pop cultural significance, even though I personally did not recognize anything. I'm going to go a three because of Kanye's gargantuan sort of persona and influence. Yeah, I think it's hard to separate Kanye the artist with Kanye the musician. Um, I don't know i'm not gonna give it a five i i was genuinely and i know this is just probably just my ignorance and me not embracing this genre i was general genuinely shocked at some of those accolades this album had been given will they will it retain its lofty place in music history in 40 50 years maybe i, I can see that maybe 12 years. or yeah, true, true. Uh, look, I'm going to give it a four. I knew three or four of the songs very well, but I'm not going to give it a five. I feel like Kanye himself, if we were assessing the man, Kanye's yeah. a five. Yeah. Kanye is indelible in uh, culture. But this album, I don't know. I'm going to um, give it a four. Just briefly, we haven't mentioned this. Have you guys seen um, Hangover, the Hangover films? I have. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so did you recognize um so Dark Fantasy is used in uh Hangover, the first opening track to this. Yeah. Mm, I I had a couple of notes throughout like I've heard yeah. this in a movie. My brain is trying to attach this to a scene. I couldn't ever think of what the scene was. That, look, if it was Hangover, that would be a fair reason why. I was, not I was just trying to think of something films. that you, Eden, would have um, <laughs> actually seen and, and could associate with. Because I couldn't go, oh, it was played on commercial radio a lot because there's no way it was that. It God, was, no. You know, like, I was trying to think of some kind of touchstone. Uh, yeah, well, and, and, and I have seen against. the Hangover movies, and I enjoyed the Hangover movies, but I guess, yeah, like, I, I, maybe they're just not memorable enough or the the music in it yeah yeah Yeah. they're not known for their musical soundtrack i get that (laughs) (laughs) kanye's got 50 million spotify listeners million that's a lot i was just trying to see where that's you know where that is in the scheme of things the fun game that dan and i have been playing recently off the air uh between two similar artists who has more um spotify fans and followers and things uh kanye jay-z i feel like that is a fair matchup what's your guess uh, I'm surely kanye, kanye. Mm. yeah jay-z's only 28 what about drake i feel like that might nah. be a closer i still say kanye 
Kanye is not even Drake for sure. Drake smashing it. Drake oh 60 mil. Oh my goodness. Kanye Whoa. 52. Wow. I'm just uh, feeling a whole lot better about my four for <laughs> cultural significance. Uh, returnability for you, Aiden? Uh, it's a four. Yeah, I love it. I, as I said, I still listen to some of these songs on, on different playlists that I've made for myself for running and things. Uh, love it. Eden, are you going to put this one on in the background while you're trimming the petunias <laughs> or uh, making your fondue sets I on the weekend? I am not, Daniel. <laughs> that is a... It's not, I'm not, I'm not going to go zero. Like I said, there are some nice tracks in there, but it's a one. You are doing me. those things, though. I am doing those things. Oh, yeah, no, that was yeah, never yeah. That was never in, a, in any yeah. question. <laughs> yeah, but it's a one. Yeah, One. What are you going to give it then? One. Ah, uh, it's a zero <laughs> from me. I can't fluff it anymore. I just don't want to return to this. Society will return it to my ears occasionally, and I will curse that fact. Uh, partner friendliness. Is this a good one for a date night? Would you put this on in the background while you're cracking uh, a Bordeaux and enjoying a nice bowl of uh, chili con carne? <laughs> What's going down at your house, Dan? <laughs> these, these examples are very specific. <laughs> uh, for me, no, it is not partner friendly. I can admit this is the area that I probably will drop the points. Uh, I've had it on around the house, and I think there's a couple of songs that Leah doesn't mind. But no, it's it's not high on her playlist, and I, I can't imagine it's high on too many. Uh, I don't want to generalize, but but I would say yes, it's it's higher on the male side of things than the female side of things. Maybe one and a half. Surely after the divorce proceedings too. Uh, you've been doing some talks in local high schools, yeah. actually, Aiden, and you told me <laughs> off air that Kanye's, you, you mentioned Kanye as a talking point, uh, talking about media and so on, and, and it loses you points with the ladies these days. The teenage girls are rejecting yeah, so, uh, Kanye. I've, yeah, I've been doing these talks in high schools and stuff about communication and how it's important to have a healthy ego when presenting in front of a group of people. You want to tell yourself, you know what you're talking about. You're the best person in the room for the job. And I use Kanye as the example that he always tells himself he's the best person for the job in any room. doesn't matter what the, the job is. He's the best. Um, and yeah, I went to a girl's school that like ripped me to shreds afterwards and were like, how dare you? He doesn't talk about his own kids. He doesn't even know their names. And he, <laughs> he treated his wife appallingly. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> Kanye's device. These girls... These girls are not listening to my beautiful dark no, twisted no, no, fantasy no, no. ever, are they? <laughs> when these girls are deciding the best albums of the 2000s in 2030 years' time, they will not be yeah. including Kanye West. Uh, partner friendliness, final yeah, number, one and, Aiden. one and a half. 1.5. I'm going to have Eden? to go a zero, I think. That's, that's going to be a zero for me. Kirsty wrote down in the notes, uh, if... Uh, if if, the, if she was with a partner who was playing it, she would like them less. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I throw it out there, though? I think there are partner-friendly Kanye albums. This one is not one of them. Yeah. But he has other music that is definitely more palatable uh, 
for you know background music or any of that sort of you know different environments. Yeah. Oh, and like you said, like what what year? I'm, yeah. What I year did this that. album come out again? Twenty ten. Yeah. So like, I think definitely sensibilities have changed. Uh, like you said, in the sort of hip hop rap world since then, I think there's probably partner friendly mm. songs out there. <laughs> And it's also some of his earlier albums, which were not like, they were still won lots of Grammys and things, but not like this Like this album is hailed as like critically acclaimed. Some of those albums are super partner friendly because they're just party albums. They're full of like party type songs, which are fun just to, to put on and dance around to. Like that's more partner friendly yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, I can, I could see me sneaking a couple of the tracks, say onto a playlist and, Ash not being too bothered. So I'm going to give it a one. Uh, but as an album as a whole, pretty dang low. Well, they're the scores. Will it be enough? We did the Spotify compare before. Will it be enough to get Kanye above either Limp Biscuit or Enya? Our previous album uh, reviews. As the only other two musical artists we've ever looked at on this podcast. Let's see. We'll be back in a moment. Did you see the latest Nintendo newsletter? Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. You mean you haven't played it yet? We can play it on my Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the Legend of Zelda, and it's really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are pretty bad. Octorox Tech Tech's Libras, too. But with your help, our hero pulls through. Yeah, go Link. Yeah, get Zelda. Awesome. Intense. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Your parents help you hook it up. The Legend of Zelda sold separately. All right, the scores are in. Didn't take much for Kanye to get above Limp Biscuit with its 5.5 on our <laughs> scoring system. <laughs> the second lowest rated entertainment on our points table anyone want to hazard a guess at what the lowest score is how's your own memory for the podcast gents mm. cruel intentions didn't do well very low but seven is it mac and me yes <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> it was mac and me with 3.75 points how's that uh, even possible uh, averages. Give... When we had a guess oh, for that one, right. I had to average. Uh, right. And then Limp Biscuit on 5.5. Enya on a healthy 23.5. Still not enough to hold back the might of Kanye with 26.5. Putting it 0.615 points ahead of Blade Runner. Would you? Oh, buy? what? Yeah. <laughs> My boy. No, come on. Like, Vangelis just passed away. He did the iconic music for Blade Runner. Like, uh, Who just passed away? Mangella. Vangelis, the the, the Greek musician who did all the music for Blade Runner. It was beautiful. Beautiful music. Is is he the guy that did... um... You know, the the famous Yorba dance or whatever it was called? I mean, I'm sure he has done the dance, but I don't don't think he composed it. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Uh, so Kanye, there he is, twenty six and a half. Uh, puts him in the bottom third of things, but our number one musical artist. So it's, it yeah. it seems like it's hard to uh, earn your way up the board in music. Music's very much more to taste, isn't it? It's much yeah. more divisive yeah. than film. Uh, 
speaking of, uh, seeing as Aiden picked something that he pretty much knew we would hate, uh, we're going to call this now the Hate Series. Aiden, do you have a film that you think one of us would hate? Uh, I've got a film that I think Aiden would hate. <laughs> oh, let's hear all about it. Well, uh, I don't know if you've heard of a little uh, filmmaker. Uh, you know, he's, 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 he's not particularly well-known, really. His name is Alfred Get Hitchcock. To the point. <laughs> I want Alfred Aiden Hitchcock. to watch Hitchcock's North by Northwest with, like, yeah. some great actors in there. James Mason is in North by Northwest, and I love that guy. <laughs> okay, that's nice. Why don't you marry him? Um, James what if I could? Mason. What if I could? <laughs> um, Hitchcock, uh, so what? When, when are we talking? When? 70s? 60s? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I think late 50s. Oh, I would have thought uh, 60s on this one. 1959. Okay. Oh, wow. And it's black, black and white? No, it is in colour. It is in colour. Okay. Um, and it's yeah. horror. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't say that North by Northwest is a horror. Probably this more... This one's th- more like a spy thriller. Espionage yeah. thriller. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yep. I think there's some chance that you find something redeeming in it, Aiden. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm just honestly surprised Eden just didn't pick some star adventure <laughs> Trek Wars <laughs> thing. God. Look, I, you, I know there's no point. I know there's nothing there. that can convince you that sci-fi is a legitimate genre. <laughs> I was ready to rip your little heart out. Yeah, uh, you you rip my heart <laughs> out every time you criticize Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, join us on the second instalment of uh, the newly dubbed Hate series. Any final <laughs> thoughts uh, before we go? Aiden, do you want to just say one last thing about Kanye to drop in our listeners' mind? Uh, look, no one man should have all that power. <laughs> it's a very profound ending for one of our podcasts. 